the Doctrine and Devotion, mm, a yes. podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. Beautiful. My name is Joe Thorne. I am the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. What's up, Fofo? I don't know. What's up, Jojo? Mm, you know what we did? I just had a, an orientation here at the church. Uh, no, no. We call that an intervention. No, that was no, no, we had, we, had, we had an intervention. Uh, need to speak into Joe's life. There's a couple areas that need adjusting, uh, particularly his height and his inability to cope with his height. Uh, it's just a lot of height moment. related issues. A lot of height related issues, yeah. and uh, you weren't you weren't defensive. I wouldn't say uh, you seemed a little angry, but that's that's well. I, I mean, you know, it goes without saying the angry dwarf is going to be angry. Um, Scorpion. Scorpion, Scor- yeah, Scorpion. All right, listen. Let me get back to the thing. Um, I don't know why Jamie's making up stuff. No, they're making we up had, stuff. It's called we had, intervention. We had orientation. What we call, what most people call their membership class, we just call orientation because um, it is a three-hour class that is an introduction to Redeemer Fellowship, mm. our theology, our culture, our beliefs, uh, all of that. So we're kind of lazy on that, though, right? Like we only do three hours. Others do like three weeks. Of study or a 10-week study. Or well, if they like do that. a three-week study, it's one hour a week. It's the same. We just do it in one sitting. Now, so it's because we just don't want to see people again? No, it's because uh, people don't want to do three to eight weeks of an orientation. Oh, but they're class. willing to do life with us? Yeah. Yeah, because... How could they be willing to do life if they can't give us three to eight weeks? Oh, man. they will. They, our people will lay down their lives for each other, but ain't nobody got time for eight weeks of introduction classes about the church when you can get it done in three to four hours. But see, yeah, but see, you're, what you do is you give broad brushstrokes, right? Like, here's an overarching idea, but these classes, they go... They go deep into no, they each don't. one. No, they don't. You don't know because we're not doing it. How do you I've know? Because I, first of all, because I know those churches and I know those guys and I've seen their content. We decided to do three classes instead of four, six, or eight because we felt like that's the, what we needed to cover. So now, three the, classes, but we're only doing one. No, we're doing three classes, but we do them in one sitting. So we have we do an hour long class. We take no, a, we break, a break. Hour long class. Take no, a break. break. Hour, all right. So you're just trying to provoke. You're no, trying I'm, to start I'm, arguments. No, because I'm you not. think that I, that's funny. I, I'm not trying to start an argument. I'm just trying to say, you know, you can't really. People by the end, maybe they feel a little too tired to ask any questions. No, no. You, you, you know, I've been doing this for ten years. I think I know you. you well, you're just, I've seen you're the like caliber a, of your leadership, Jim, sir. Jimmy. Come lately, okay? That's you. I know, Jimmy. Come fix it. No, and you that's ain't why fixing we had anything. This intervention. All right. Um, Anyways, we had an orientation class. It was really good. Um, newcomers, uh, people that have been around for a while but are looking to join the church. Always a really good time, and I love it. We get to talk about theology and Bible and Baptist and expectations of our members mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's, uh, it's a good time. What about you? What have you been doing? Uh, what have, just I really don't care. What are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> well, then, uh, I don't feel like sharing uh, any news. <laughs> good, um, man. We are going to be discussing the church in the world. What do you mean? What do you, like? What is the posture or like role or function of the church? Okay, in society today, All right. in our culture, in the world. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I, this is fun because um, there are really different perspectives. Like people, people oh, are yeah, all yeah. over the place on this. Like, so give a, just give a few different. Like, what do you mean? There's people that feel like you must withdraw from yeah, the world? Yeah, right. So there's there's this classic book by Richard Niebuhr called Christ and Culture, and that, that's a book to read. And I don't find it really satisfying in terms of understanding 
the various ways in which churches do relate to the culture. But, uh, but that's definitely one. But there seem to be three uh, primary views that okay. are out there today, kind of up front. And uh, one is where what you said, like it's churches that, uh, well, what's their posture towards the world? They withdraw from it. Yeah, they're like just gonna everything that is going on about culture is not good for you. So, would you talk about like uh, no dancing? You know what I mean? Like people like don't engage in that dancing. Yeah, don't some go of to that. movies. Don't you know? It's or, more, or are you more Amish? Well, no. It's well that that would be a part of it. Um, it. It's more that that world is not our world, and we don't have a calling into that world. We don't. We are completely countercultural and distinct and different from that world. Mm-hmm. So we don't live there. We live in our own world. We live in our own kingdom, our own culture. And so sometimes... And this is where we get, you know... Mm-hmm. I was thinking like, just like... Yeah. Well, sorry, I'm trying to think really? about... You know, you know this is where you get like the Christian music, like the bad Christian music. This is where you get like the Christian movies, the bad Christian movies, where we have this idea that yeah, well, we're going to separate ourselves so much, we're going to build our own Christian industries. And uh, it, it, some of it, it could be. I think it, it's hard to say when you look at individual examples, right? Because somebody may be very much involved in the arts and in that industry, and they may want to make a film that is specifically Christian mm-hmm. and uh, used as sort of an evangelistic or teaching tool. And that doesn't mean that they are overall. Uh, withdrawing from culture but it may mean i guess i'm thinking of the ones that really are withdrawing from culture one they don't the idea is this is bad here let's right. just have the christian version right. of, that is good over here if you slap a jesus sticker on it yeah now it's been sanctified like if you i remember i used to get so angry because i'd go into this christian bookstore and you couldn't just buy a toy dinosaur for your kid you had to buy a toy dinosaur that said jesus is rexcellent Okay, so first no, of all, no, I want to really? punch the dinosaur in the face. Oh, I want to. I want to punch babies when I hear oh, that. Wait, what? Uh, no, what? Keep what going. did you say? No, what did you say? Oh my gosh! What are you talking about? You went weird and no, dark. No, what are you talking about? I'm just saying. Keep you went punch babies. I never said that. Who said that? I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. It, it makes me a little angry. It That's brings out the ridiculous. sin in you, is what you're trying to say. You just gave a very extreme example. Okay, fair enough. Right, it brings out go. the sin in me. Right, so Wait, like, call me out, dude. Well, like, you said it. You said it. You said it. All the time okay, that's a weird one. What do you mean? You know, punch baby. I never said that. Maybe. Okay. What's weird is that Jimmy is the most sensitive guy about kids. <laughs> if if I even tell him a story about a little kid Stop getting it. hurt, he cries like a baby. I do not cry like a baby. You cry. You get a little. You get a little quiver. Lip. Oh, I'm so sorry that I I feel things, Joe. Yeah, my you heart do. has not been Whoa. so. My heart has not been. What's the word? I don't know. You're callous. Just, it's my gross. heart has not been so calloused over the years of you are murder podcast. You are or butt whatever sensitive you're... overall. Is what I think it is. Wait, what? Say yeah. What you say? You're, you're butt you. sensitive. I don't even know what that means. Okay, we've talked about this before. I, a per, usually when you say a person is butt sensitive, it means that their feelings get hurt easily because... Oh, my feelings don't get hurt easily. No, I'm using it in a different capacity. Right. I'm just trying to explain to you the definition of the term. Okay. Listen, we need to get back to it. No, name. but you called me that. I'm yeah. saying I'm not and You're that. overly sensitive. No, I'm... Hold on. There's a difference. I, I'm overly sensitive to other people's pain. I'm not overly sensitive, like, defensive. No, no, no. Jimmy's got a thick skin. Jimmy's got rhino skin. Oh, Oh, you're thick it. skin, yeah. I'll take yeah. It. So do I. I don't, I don't care what people say. No, no. But you, but you're very, okay. very, you're very, very ladylike when it comes. Okay, to Okay, stop it. All I'm trying to say is how you feel for other people. That is a terrible, like that example that you're giving is a terrible uh, example of Christians trying to. Oh, here we go. Yes. Like they make it cheesy and right. it's horrible and it's terrible and this is why people laugh at us. Yeah. This is why we get laughed because at because th- those those people are essentially copying the world. 
yeah. while trying to withdraw from the world. And so withdrawing from the world, I listen. burn that thing. You want to punch some babies. No, I, no, <laughs> I want to burn it. You're going to get email. You could get tweets. Who knows? No, I'm not. Hashtag no. Jimmy Stop po- it. Fo- fo- punch babies. <laughs> Hashtag stop it. <laughs> Fofo baby puncher. No. All right. That's not funny. Guys. <laughs> Joe, you know what? Hey, I just need to be serious. So withdrawn from the world. What about when transforming the world? Yeah, that's like the other way. Like there's so on one end of the spectrum, you've got those that want to withdraw from the culture. And on the other end of the spectrum, you have those uh, those people, those churches, those organizations that view the church as a vehicle by which God is going to transform the world. Mm-hmm. And listen, there are there are good and bad examples. Of, there yes. are, I, sh- I should say this. There are bad and better examples of all of these views. So there are always going to be really bad examples. Yes. And that, those are the ones we make fun of and point at and like, ha ha. But then there are better examples that are thoughtful and respectful and they're not altogether crazy. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not throwing any people that hold these views totally under the bus. But the people that are you know, transformationalists, yeah. they really view the church's role as redemptive they want to step into the culture they tend to be more involved politically Mm. uh oftentimes not always they are like christian america bring america back to uh its american racist roots again i mean just no no, um, i don't know what i said um they're but they they tend to be optimistic Mm -hmm. uh, if not triumphalistic and like this dominion mentality would you right now here i know we're going to talk about this later at some point so, but I'm going to ask the question now, like, are, are you talking about, and this is for me to, I'm asking this question for me, because I don't know. Would you classify like theonomists in here? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 The- theonomists uh, would definitely be here. And, um, and we're going to talk about theonomy on a, on a different podcast mm-hmm. where we're going to lose 10% of our listeners probably. <laughs> Uh, what do you mean lose 10%? No, like, oh, because. Because we have 10% of our listeners I, are theonomists? I think we probably have. 10% are uh, going to, you know, I don't know. Maybe I, my, my, my experience has been the theonomists are a little sensitive. So, uh, but maybe not. Maybe that's just my experience. Like butthurt? Yeah. Yeah, they tend to be. Uh, no, that's probably not true. If you're a theonomist and you're not that way, then cool. Awesome. And if you are, I told you so. Um, <laughs> so I was right. All right. So Another the, the, perspective. So the, the, it's, the, it's the trans, yeah, the, we're going to. We're going to encroach. Now, here's the thing. Like, I see this reflected in a lot of churches, the transformationalists, especially like in, in the church plants. Oh, there's, what's their tagline? You, you've seen it a million times. We yeah. haven't discussed this. What is the tagline? Uh, making an impact in the community. Right? Yeah. Or even more often, more on the nose, uh, re- renewing the renewing city. Renewing the city, yeah. yes. Renewing yep. the city. Uh, no, you're not. Oh, what? They're not, they're not renewing this. Oh, stop it. What do you mean? Just, Maybe they, they, they need to stop it. No, they're not. You're not saying you're not saying stop actually trying to make an impact. You're just saying stop being cheesy with I'm your tagline. S- I'm saying that you're not going to transform the city. That's you, what I'm saying. They're you're not saying that there is no. Like, what do you mean by that? I'm saying that no church is going to transform the city. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to think of Tim Keller's book on this. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, TK. Oh, well, let's... let's so, oh, hey, listen. We're it's not, not going to transform Keller. the city. Now, you can have an impact in the can city. Can you renew? No. First of all, renewal is the work of God. Second of all, um, the renewal that God talks about is either spiritual uh, mm. in, the, in, in people or yeah. it is cosmic and it comes at the end. Uh, 
I don't see renewal happening. Oh, that's my phone is dinging. Sorry about that, Jimmy. Jimmy's giving me a face. I just, I just don't think it's going to happen. And I, I, I don't think that's the mission anyways. The mission is not to transform the world. The mission is not to um, make cities better. I think we can make a difference, and I think— By we, doing the actual mission of making disciples. Right, and I, and I think as disciples, we should be involved. But goodness, I just, I just don't think that we should expect that the world— is going to adopt mm -hmm. the values of the kingdom because we're politically oriented or and socially savvy. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, nah. so, so anyways, the so transformationalists, that's them. All right, well then, uh, what about the, 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 what's the other one, that, that two-kingdom perspective? Right, right, and that's, that's, uh, that's the other big view um, that's popping out. Again, bad and better I know versions. Give an idea. Like, what is that for those that don't know? What is uh, the two kingdom? Like, okay, it, I know I'm trying to say like in a nutshell. Right. How do you? It, yeah. So in a nutshell, I would say that um, <laughs> Jimmy's laughing. <laughs> uh, I would say it this way: that um, these are Christians that recognize mm -hmm. that we live in two kingdoms. See Augustine's uh, City of God, yeah, City of Man. Um, that we live in two kingdoms. We live in the kingdom of God and we live in the kingdom of the world. And that there are differences between these kingdoms, and but that we live in both. And that our allegiance is to one over mm -hmm. the other and it frames our life, but we cannot live divorced from uh, the kingdom of man either. And I, I, th I think if, I guess it's hard to say because there are so many different sort of nuances of it. Yeah, that's why I, that, that's why I even struggle. Like, how do you come up with a general idea of this? Other I, than, I think here, you know what here. I'm gonna do look, it. Google it. I'm gonna, no, because I, I know. Google it. Here's what I'm going to Google. Ready? Ready. Kevin D. Young. D. Young. <laughs> uh, two. Okay. I know. I, I read this a long time ago. I mean, I haven't read it in a I'm, long time. I'm pretty time. sure he took it from Jason Holopoulos. Uh Who took it from me? I wrote about it last year. Uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, here's what he said. I read this. This was uh, 2009. So I read this a while ago. Man, and that, it was that impactful for you that you remember? I remember. I remember he wrote about it. Well, what I liked about what Kevin said was he basically said, hey, man, uh, there's some stuff here that's good, and there's some stuff here that could be abused. Yeah, yeah. And don't freak out. And so and guys like Michael Horton might be more of a two-kingdom kind of a guy. Um, so anyways, here's, uh, here's what he said. Uh, and I'll, we'll link to this in the show notes. The two kingdom folks believe in a kingdom of this world and a kingdom of Christ. We have a dual citizenship as Christians. Further, the realm of nature should not be expected to function and look like the realm of grace. Living in the tension, and that's always something that's repeated uh, here in the two kingdom stuff. Living in the tension of two kingdoms, uh, we should stop trying to transform the culture of this world into the kingdom of our Lord and yeah. instead focus on the church being the church led by its duly ordained officers and ministering through the ordinary means of grace. So that that's it in a nutshell. We are in both. We, we embrace our place in both, yeah. but our emphasis as the church is on the church and on making disciples. So, uh, and, but then he goes through like, eh, there are some dangers associated mm -hmm. with it. Um, he says on the, I'm glad we Googled this one. This one's good. On the plus <laughs> side for the two kingdom approach. So here's what he likes about the two kingdom approach. Emphasis on the church and the ordinary means of grace, yep. preaching, ordinances, things like that. Realistic appraisal of our fallen world and the dangers of utopian idealism. Acknowledges that while Christians can 
do and should do many worthwhile things in the world, the church as church has a more limited mandate. It avoids endless and often silly pronouncements of all sorts of cultural and political matters. It takes seriously the already and not yet of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. It understands that every nice thing that happens in the world is not kingdom work. And it's a bulwark against theonomy and reconstructionism. Mm. But then he says there are some dangers. He says that there can be an exaggerated distinction between laity and church officers. Uh, whereas, where, for example, evangelism is the responsibility of elders and pastors and not of the regular church members. Uh, there can be an unwillingness to boldly call Christians to work for positive change in their communities. So some people can sort of begin to withdraw from culture again. And then the doctrine of the spirituality of the church allowed the church to punt on the issues of slavery during the 19th century. So in other words, uh, they don't feel compelled to get involved on, in social justice when yeah. they actually should be have a prophetic voice of some sort. So there you go. That's probably a helpful way to summarize it better than I could do off the cuff. So Jimmy, um, as we're, as, like, so we, don't have, we don't have all the answers here yeah, uh, no. for this sort of thing. Like what's the role of the church in the world? I'll be honest. I've been reading on that and thinking about it since Bible college and I think it's easier to talk about in general, but where do you start? Like, uh, how, if we want to start thinking through what is the posture of the church in the world, yeah. where do we start? In your opinion, what do you think? Oh, um, I mean, I, I feel like you got to start with the gospel. You got to start with the gospel of God. You got to start with the kingdom of God. And you got to start with the mission of the church, right? You got to right. understand those first. Right. I feel like sometimes we, we, I, this word sounds wrong, but like we got to start with the basic. We got to mm -hmm. start at this level before right. we start to try to branch off into, you know what I mean? We focus yeah. on those things, but really we need to be focusing on the gospel, the kingdom and the mission. It, this is good. I, I think you're right. Cause it, it, if we don't start with the gospel, yeah. uh, if we don't, because your understanding of the gospel impacts your understanding of the kingdom, which impacts your understanding of the mission. Yeah. Well, that is what the church does. That's right. So, um, how do we tend to define the gospel here at Redeemer? Uh, the the life, death, and resurrection of of Christ. Right. That's it's history. It, it happened. You know. It, it. Yeah. It happened, and it's it's for us that it's our inability to to justify ourselves, our inability to make ourselves righteous before God. Uh, it is our need of a savior, uh, a savior who lived a perfect life of obedience that we could not. Uh, it's that obedience that has been, you know, credited to our account and, right. and has a, he has atoned for our sins, our just, the just penalty for our sins uh, is manifested it, through the spirit and the, and the power of God as he, it, he rose from the dead, conquering sin and death. And. Mm. Uh, and he ascended into heaven, and one day we'll return, and and he's preparing a place for us. Right. That's good, man. So, I mean, what you're saying there uh, is that the gospel is history. It happened yep. in space and in time. It's Jesus Christ, life, death, and resurrection, by which, uh, by God's grace, in in those acts, uh, mm -hmm. sinners are justified, yep. reconciled to God. They are promised a future inheritance and a resurrection of their own. Um, so, right. So what would you say about the kingdom then? You know, because yeah, sometimes well, thanks for thanks for giving me the hard one. Yeah, that's right. I'm like, oh, I'm giving him this one. I mean, like the kingdom. Like you yeah. think of like sometimes there's a misunderstanding. I'm going to advance the kingdom, and I'm going yeah. to, or I'm advancing my kingdom. The prayer of Jabez increased my land. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, prayer of Jabez worked for you for that book. 
for that book. <laughs> I made yeah. millions of dollars off oh that book. Gosh. You get that, you like, you really like. That's <laughs> the one time the prayer Jabez worked was on that book. <laughs> it was on that book. It was all blown on that book. Um, all right, so the kingdom of God, it's, you know, wow, that's a huge um, issue. So I'm going to define it like this. Uh, I will say that the kingdom of God is Christ's uh, redemptive reign. I think that's the safest, simplest way that I can say it right now. It is. So when you say redemptive reign, are we talking about here and now or to come? Yeah. So it is his redemptive reign over his people and all creation. However, his reign over all creation uh, redemptively isn't fully uh, experienced yet. We're waiting for his return. Already, but not yet. Um, is that what you mean? Like, yeah, already not yet. But some people might not know what that means. That's why I'm trying to avoid the cliche. I'm just uh, saying, I'm, well, you know, there you go. It helps you. It's already, you have a, you experience a piece of it now, but you won't experience it fully until later. There you go. Very good. So I think, yeah, we, we say like, well, is Christ, what does Christ's kingdom consist of? It, it is made up of those who are born again by the Spirit, yeah. who have believed in and are following Jesus Christ. Mm. And so the kingdom is comprised of churches and um, Christians, and it will ultimately include all of creation when Christ returns and completes the full application of redemption. Um, So the gospel, what Christ does to bring about salvation, is what uh, establishes this kingdom, which is... Uh, characterized by a mission. Yeah. I mean, we, we find the mission in, in Matthew 28. You get the easy one. I know. <laughs> you know, uh, making disciples. Right. Now, th- th- we just talked about this in our orientation class, yeah. which Jim called an intervention. For Joe, um, the intervention. Because I am Joe. surrounded by a bunch of people at once looking at me. And um, so, yeah, we have uh, this, we, we talk about what the mission of the church is. And what we say is the mission of the church is to make disciples. It is not to feed the homeless or to clothe the naked. Yeah. It is not to transform the city. It is not to get laws passed. It is not to help the disenfranchised. Now, the mission is to make disciples, and as disciples, we do those things. Mm-hmm. We care about social justice. We, we maintain a prophetic role, and we have a prophetic voice in our culture as disciples. But the mission of the church, what drives and characterizes the whole, is making disciples yeah. and and doing that locally and globally. So it's a distinction that I think is important to make, but uh, it doesn't mean that we uh, are completely divorced from our activity in the world, like loving our neighbors. In fact, yeah. in the Reformed tradition, we like to make this distinction between the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. So the Great Commission being what you're talking about, Jimmy, the mission, but then the Great Commandment. Well, to, the commission, the commission. What? Well, it's just the commission. It's the Great Commission. Well, well, our heading says Great Commission, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a Great Commission. Well, no, it's Jesus didn't call it the, the he, Great Commission. He, he kind of did. No, well, he, he didn't. He called he, it the Commission. He didn't he call, call it the commandment great. He didn't, call the, he didn't call it the commission. He didn't use the word commission. Okay, but we're, we're, don't call it the Great Commission. Yeah. It's not the Great Commission. Yeah. It's, it's a commission. It's, it's, the, but it's because he said, what's, what's the greatest? And Jesus said, there's two. Love God. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, that's the, the commandment. That's I just the said great the commandment. great commandment. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Yeah, that's the And then the great commission. commission. He didn't say great commission, but continue. Okay, well, I'm going to call it great commission. Okay, our heading nope. says that. But yeah. yeah, okay, okay fine. fine. Yeah. yeah, ESV. Yeah, yeah, I would just say the infallible heading that the editors put in over at. Yeah, great, great, okay. 
over yeah. at Crossway. But people know what I'm don't, don't, don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. No, I'm just saying. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that that's actually important. Oh, okay. The commandment is what's great. Okay. To love okay. God and love your neighbor. Hey, yeah. hey. Um, okay. Why don't you uh, Why don't you tell us what the uh, Greek word for commandment is? Since you want to get into the language, go ahead. What is it? I igavodu. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so we've got what's popularly known as yeah. the Great Commission. Yeah, yeah, popular level, yeah. And then we have what's known as the Great Commandments. Mm-hmm. And, Biblical level, yeah. And so we have the, the love the Lord your God, but then the love your neighbor. Yeah. So frequently we talk about the Great Commandment, loving others, and the, the Great Commission, making disciples. And these things are distinct. Yeah. They are not the same. They are very, very different. The Great mm-hmm. Commandment is, is something that all people, regardless of what they believe, are yes. held responsible for. Yes. Everybody's supposed to love their neighbor. But only the church is responsible for carrying out the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. So they're distinct, but they are connected. And as a redeemed community, we take that commandment to love others very, very seriously. Yes. So gospel, Christ, life, death, and resurrection uh, gives rise to this kingdom, which mm-hmm. is characterized by mission. And once we understand that our mission is to be uh, focused on preaching, yes. uh, focused on disciple-making, focused on the community of faith as countercultural believers in the world that mm-hmm. are yet sojourners here, but we're, up, we're here, we're present. I guess I fall more towards the two kingdoms perspective um, I'm definitely not for withdrawing. No, no. Um, but and I'm you're not, not a theonomist. Uh, I'm not, I'm, well, I'm not, I'm not any kind of transformationalist, but I do believe we need to be involved. And so I think, you know, we we have to say it's it's about making disciples. Yes, but that's the primary mission. Yeah, I think I think that if we're about that, we're going to have our best impact, and we're not going to be confused. So, what about then? Uh, Hang on, my wife's texting me. Hang on. You know I always pick up if it's my wife. I know. That's fine. That's fine. All right, here we go. She's like saying that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, you better. Okay. So right, it's not like, say, it's not like, we're, it's not like um, we're recording a podcast right now. All right. So I'm well, saying, thanks, Jen. I'm busy uh, I'm really now. glad that, uh, you know, Jen, Text this is my time. When this is my time. on your way. What, she's coming here? Uh, we're going to swap vehicles because I had to borrow my dad's because we're a single car family. So I had to borrow my dad's vehicle. Oh, I did see it out there. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right, so you were asking what now? What were you saying? Well, no, I was, was going to ask about like, uh, uh, what's his name? That guy, the guy, the guy, short guy, wears a suit, yeah, has uh, a tie. Uh, teller, no, that's Penn and Teller. He wears short guy, no, wears no, a suit. No, no, it's the other guy. Uh, uh, Hitler. No, we have his book. Hitler. No, stop. He's it. short guy. Stop it. We have his book. Remember, we read his book. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the one, the B and H publishing one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Napoleon. Stop it, Joe Pesci. Stop it. Russ Moore. Ah. Russ Moore. What and, about Russ Moore? And ERLC. Like, how does wait, that wait, all... what? What'd you call it? The ERLC. It's called the ERLC. ERLC? That's what they call it. ERLC? Yeah. It's ERLC. No, they don't. They, they never say ERLC. They all say ERLC. ERLC? Who yeah. says ERLC? Everybody. Russ, that's how he introduces it. He goes, Earl? He goes hi, I'm Russ Moore, uh, president of ERLC. That's what he says. Yeah, you, that's what he says? Mm-hmm. It's because he's trying to act hip. He's like, oh, I'm so funny, ERLC. No, that's what they call it. It's Anyways. ERLC. Actually, no, they don't. Yeah, I guess maybe look at the website. All right. So, uh, do you know what the ERLC is? Uh, what is that the? What's, uh, what do they say? Because you can go to the website. What do they say? Know. Ethics, religious liberty. What's the C? Okay, the ethics and religious liberty. No, what's the C? It's you look it up. It's on the website. <sighs> I gotta go to the website. No, you see, commission. Yeah. Oh, see, convention. I was about to say convention. All right. So the ethics and religious liberty commission. 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 So what is that? 
That's the okay. The website says it is an entity of the Southern Baptist Convention. So Southern Baptists really do care about ethics and religious liberty. Yeah. Uh, the ERLC is dedicated to engaging the culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ and speaking to issues in the public square for the protection of religious liberty and, and human, human flourishing. Oh, flourishing. Our vision can be summed up in three words, kingdom, culture, mission. I'm pretty sure they took that from you. Well, I wrote mine first. Yeah, I think you yeah. wrote that. You I wrote, wrote everything that. first. Yeah, but you did that back in uh, like 2002. 2002. 05. No, 2002. It was 05. No, it was 05. All right. All right, so uh, what's the mission? It says... The, the, it, the, Oh, oh, yeah. Exist. The ERLC exists to assist the churches by helping them understand the moral demands of the gospel, applying Christian principles to moral and social problems and questions of public policy and to promote religious liberty in cooperation with the churches and other Southern Baptist entities. Right. So uh, so the ERLC is this organization that wants to. Not only engage in the public square, yeah, uh, and and representing a a a voice for Southern Baptists, yeah, but also they want to push uh, in the culture for religious liberty, which, by the way, is a Baptist principle that goes back to our very beginning. Yeah, um, we've always been for religious liberty, whether you're Baptist, Muslim, exactly, Jewish, so it's, it's whatever, regardless of whether you are a Christian or a Baptist, it's right. liberty for all, right. Liberty, liberty, and justice, for, what for all, for all, uh, right, so. The ERLC is it's got potential to be a very cool thing. I yeah. think it's a good thing, uh, especially now that uh, my homeboy, Russ Moore, is Russ Moore? Uh, the president. Yeah, I mean, uh, you probably remember Russ uh, when it was Russ Moore in the distance. It was a popular Wait. CCM band in the no, 80s and 90s. No. Put out such hits and no. tunes such as... What? No, that's uh, that's Jeff Moore in the distance, not Russ Moore. That wasn't Russ, Russ Moore? No, Russ Moore Come ain't on, even that I old. thought maybe we had that one guy. Who was that one? Denny Burke was in the okay. the Backstreet Boys? No, no. Who oh, goodness. First of all, Denny Burke is way too nerdy to be in anything like the Backstreet Boys. That was uh, Brooke Parsons. Oh, Burke Parsons total, was in something. Listen, there is. I'm just a, saying, we had one there guy is a, there. Such a huge and we had chasm in the distance. There is such a huge chasm between nerdy Burke and Burke Baller Parsons. There is a totally big difference between those two guys. Either way, yeah. Russ Moore uh, can jam. Yes, but he was not uh, Russ Moore in the distance. Russ Moore uh, it says this on the website. He is the president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention, mm-hmm. the moral con- which is the moral concerns and public policy entity of the nation's largest Protestant denomination. Yeah. Moore is a frequent cultural commentator, an ethicist, and a theologian by background, and he is an ordained Southern Baptist minister. Russ Moore um, is the guy that you see on CNN. Yeah. A lot, or on whatever, MSNBC. Russ Moore is the guy that I am finally not embarrassed to have speak for the convention that I'm a part of. Uh, oh, absolutely. R- Russ Moore is smart, articulate, winsome. He's funny. He's, uh, oh, he's funny. No, he is funny. Really? Yeah, man. You, you ain't been watching him. Remember when remember when Trump said that he was oh, nasty? That wasn't funny. That was, that was funny. No, that was just I felt like he was being serious. He wasn't trying to be funny. He, he was, was actually funny. sincere. He changed his Twitter handle. He changed he changed his Twitter bio. Oh, to uh being like one of the nastiest evangelical leaders or that's something. That's pretty good then. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty funny. No, he's funny. That's a good um, sense of humor right there. I'll tell you what about Russ Moore. Uh dude can preach. And he can I think write. We heard them at the For the Church conference. Oh, Remember man. that? Was Russ that last Moore year we can preach. Dang it! And here, what's cool is some guys can preach, some guys can write. Very few can do both, like yeah. Russ Moore and me. Well, not like just only a few. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Russ Moore what? And you? Yeah. What? There's not a lot. Don't compare the two. No, you can preach. Yeah, and you can write booklets. Yeah, Russ Moore preaches. 
and he writes, writes books. It, those are actual books. Those are actual so books. They have and, more than 50 pages. And the guy's quick on his feet in interviews. You, what? what? I'm pretty quick. No, you're not. I'm like the Flash. Listen, Russ Moore, the, here, the, I'll tell you what. Russ Moore's book, the first book that I read of his, I was late to the game with reading Dr. Moore, was Tempted and Tried. Okay. Oh my gosh, it is such a good book. It's, it, what's, what's cool is that Russ Moore's not just a good theologian and a good thinker. Yeah. He writes beautifully and powerfully and provocatively. You've got to get it out. And then Onward, of course, is, is really good. Um, so here's the thing with Russ Moore. Russ Moore is one of those guys mm-hmm. who is constantly engaging in this issue of how does the church relate to the world? Yeah. That's what he does. That's really his job. And that's his job, and he's, he's doing it uh, out of the ERLC mm-hmm. uh, which and working alongside other Southern Baptist churches and entities. But why is it though recently? Yeah. Like people are have an issue with them. Oh yeah. They don't like Russ. Like why? You know why? Why? Uh, yeah. I'm trying to understand I'll, why my, people my, don't like Russ. My fundamental problem with Russ Moore is that thick head of hair that he's got. That, that guy, your, that's he will never problem. go bald. Look at that jerk. Look at that head of <laughs> Look hair. Look at that jerk. Is that, that what is, you think of me? Is that flaunting. what you think of me? He's flaunting it all the time. He's on TV with his hair. Oh, here's Jimmy. Oh, F- flipping like his hair all over the place. I like that. Uh, no, I'll tell you why. Everybody's upset with Russ Moore because of, I, I think, a couple of things. Number one, not everybody. Some, some Southern people, Baptists yeah. are upset with Russ Moore. And calling for him to leave, right? Oh, yeah. They want Russ Moore to step down. And we're not, you know, the ERLC is not sponsoring the pot. Though, Russ, if you would like to, uh, you can contact me at info at doctrineanddevotion.com and we could set we up. we got an infographic. We'll tell you, like, what the rates are, like, what how it all works, it what all, how it downloads. Yeah. So, like, Russ, we, please yeah. go ahead and... Feel free to reach out to us. ERLC for life. Hashtag. All right. So, um, yeah, we're not we're not being sponsored. No. Uh, Russ didn't ask we us to We genuinely no. This like is like Russ. Oh yeah, we've 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 been uh, appreciative of Dr. Moore for a while now, and his music since the eighties. Listen, I can tell you, like I, I for years I would see like some other guy up there on CNN speaking for us as Southern Baptists, and I'd be like, oh dude, shut up. I don't want you talking. Who, who's the don't other rather, dude? I'm not going to mention his name. I'm just saying. There had to be only be one other one. No, there are, there are, there are, there's different people. But uh, How I mean, many times has that position changed over the years? I just Well, no, just that. I'm not just talking about that position. I'm talking about there are people that okay, have spoken gotcha. in the past. Right. So when Dr. Moore speaks or Dr. Moeller speaks, I'm fine. But there have been others, and it's like, oh, my gosh. I'll just tell you, Jerry Falwell was one. I don't want Jerry Falwell speaking for me. No. No, be, be, no. Well, you know, he's passed away. But when he was alive and speaking, I was like, dude, just take that mic away. Um, and then and there are there are others. I'm not going to get into it. Point is, Moore's up there. Yeah. And I, even when I disagree with him, I'm like, man, sharp dude, respectful. Lots Guy's learn. great. Dude's not racist. I like mm-hmm. that. Um, dude's not racist. I like that. Well, you know, hasn't. Yeah. Okay. So okay anyways, you can stop right there. Uh, what were we saying about Russ? So people well, are people mad. Are, okay. People are, people are, people are some people go. are upset because when uh, during the presidential election, 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russ Moore said a couple things in passing about Donald Trump. You know, uh, just president like, elect. Pre- Donald well, now, Trump. now president. Now yeah, P-E- president elect. P E T. P president. Yeah, P E T. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah. good. P E T. So, uh, president elect Trump. Before mm-hmm. he was president elect Trump, when he was just like crazy candidate Trump, um, Russ would you know just very gently say things like, "Hey, you know, uh, Trump's." kind of a lunatic though uh, might not want to vote for him he's yeah, a bad yeah. example bad moral example uh doesn't really have experience so russ uh was pretty vocal in his opposition to trump and i think he he expressed bewilderment that 
Yes. That so many Southern Baptists who in years past would yes. get all riled up about moral... About uh, Bill Clinton and yeah. Hillary Clinton and all these things. Any moral uh, misstep, they would be like... But all of a sudden, out. groping Trump comes along yeah. and we're okay with it. Yeah, Trump can come along with disgusting rhetoric at times um, and uh, disgusting actions. And uh, everybody's like, yeah, let's go. I'm going to vote for him. So Russ Moore expressed some of that. Now all of a sudden it's okay. It uh, wasn't okay with Bill Clinton. Oh no, when it's no, when it's your guy. When it's your guy, it's though, fine. And when he says he's a believer, man, I'm not saying maybe, maybe he is. Uh, maybe Trump is. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to question. So Jimmy that. just said Trump is a faithful follower of Jesus. I didn't say that. I, I just he, said I don't know the man's heart, and right. that's that's where I'm going to leave okay. it at that. It's a cop out, but go ahead. I, it is a cop out because I don't know. That's uh, no, not it's a cop out. But I'm just saying, it. just because it's our guy, or you know, uh, our what we think the right. religious right, right wants uh we're now okay with a guy that on tape says i could just grab it i could just grab <laughs> so it embarrassing dude it's i know so i'm just saying i'm trying even hard not to say really what i really at this point hide your babies because that's what this does yeah because jimmy will punch him and <laughs> we don't know what saying, trump like, will do you know like just just the fact that and we're okay with that but everyone gets upset. the truth is look the truth is most of us will give our guy a pass and we'll 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 we won't give the their guy a pass. That's pretty much how most of us react in oh, life. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. We, we give, no, no, I know. I'm trying to just right. stop it. Leave me alone. So, so people were upset though because Russ came out so hard against Trump, mm-hmm. and uh, though he, I think he needed to because there was such an evangelical groundswell of support for Trump. It was that's really why, shocking. Hey, hey guys, hey geniuses, that's his job. That's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to talk about these things. And though he can't get mad when he talks about it and he says things that you don't like because he ain't you. Anyway, um, they were said about that. They Rusmore is definitely not the transformationalist that no. previous generations were. So there was a lot of pushback on on that. What, what's I would encourage you guys to read Moore's book, Onward. We'll link to that. Yeah, uh, Listen to him to check out his YouTube videos so you can see some of him on CNN to see how it's I, to see, I think, a really good example of how a Christian steps into the public square yeah. in a political and social context and has conversations with people that do not know where he's coming from. Because Russ is the one that continues to say to yes. us and to the culture, hey, Christians are weird. You guys are not going to understand us because our worldview is so completely antithetical to who you are, to yeah. what you believe, that you're going to see us as straight, more and more strange all the time. So here's the thing, though, right? People have been saying he's got to go. Some people have been. Mm-hmm. And what they've been trying to say is that he is out of line with the convention. He's not right. in step with the convention. Right. Do you agree with that, though? Because that's different than saying, I disagree with someone's view. What they're claiming is his view does not represent the convention's values. Okay, so what I would say is, is what I want Russ Moore to represent are biblical values. Now, that's... Which hopefully would be the convention values? Like, I mean... Well, it, yeah, it wasn't when we were formed in 1845 and were owning slaves. All right, fair enough. So I don't... just I would hope that it is, but... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Russ... Um, I would. I'll tell you this. I know he reflects my values. I know he reflects the values of everybody that I hang with. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also know that he he doesn't reflect the values of some uh, some people that. And it's not any one kind. There are some megachurch pastors that are upset, like we're going to withhold our money from from giving to the cooperative program, which is how the Southern Baptist Convention collects their offerings mm-hmm. um, until Russ Moore goes. Which is, 
Hey, hey, guy, that's awesome. That's a way to way to freeze out missionaries and to not support. Those oh, and way to honor the covenant that you signed. Yeah. Uh, to to support what you're doing. So all of a sudden now your word is no longer. Uh, yeah, they don't have to commit to a certain percentage. No, they don't have to commit, but you still commit. To give you, you committed to give something, and now you're withholding that. Yeah, they'll probably give a dollar. That's no, they're enough. not. They're, why That's would enough. they do that? Why would you give a dollar? If you're not going to give anything out of protest, you're not going to give a dollar yeah, because you're dollar. still supporting it then. Yeah, but a dollar. Who cares? Oh, my gosh. I'm just saying it's it kind of speaks value to your integrity. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, some people... And are, you're just a baby. Oh, yeah. You, I'm just going to throw it out there. You're you, just a baby. You, you baby. baby. I'm going to take my ball go home, guys. Good. Your bright colored ball. Have fun. Play with it by yourself in your basement, your padded basement. We just got really negative. Yeah. I'm annoyed. I know. I, that's what I should say. I can feel like the whole scent, like the whole All right. podcast right here. Here's the thing. Here, and, and a let's let's get back to this. We'll, we'll end with this. Okay. Uh, Christians. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> stop, being, <laughs> stop being idiots. <laughs> We'll start, we'll start with Jimmy and I. We'll stop being idiots in all the areas we're being idiots, and then you stop being an idiot by asking Russ Moore to step down. Well, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. But that means then no more. We can't be us then. Oh, no. I'm not taking us seriously. Okay. We're no. not, we don't have to actually No, change, we're trumping right? this thing. We're trumping yeah, yeah, it. No, we're gonna... <laughs> I'm just going to claim it, but never actually do it. No, gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Um, no, I would say, I'll just ask. Christians and churches, yep. we're supposed to be in the world, right? Correct. Jesus says this, John 20. Uh, yes. I think it's John 20. John 20, 20 maybe? Uh, where he says, uh, I've not called you out of the world, but I'm sending you into the world. It's the Father has sent me, so I send you. He said something about that. Yeah. So we are sent into the world. We're supposed to be in the world. What's yeah. our mission in the world? Make disciples. Right? Now, as disciples, what should we be doing? Loving our neighbors. Right? Serving, sacrificing, speaking prophetically and otherwise. So there's different views or different perspectives, but let's agree on the mission. Let's agree on what our work is. Let's agree on that our, our presence in the world is, as Jesus said, salt and light. Yeah. We can agree on that stuff. We can, we can argue about the way that we're parsing it out theologically. But, um, yeah, let's get serious about our, our privileged posture in the world, which will be most of the time to be persecuted and to yes. be hated. It's not going to be loved. It's not going to be heralded, and we're not going to be bringing about all kinds of change. Uh, we'll bring about less change than Obama. Okay, uh, what uh, we'll bring it. about, Stop we will. It. We'll bring about. We are like we can bring about. God can through us can bring about eternal change in individuals. But really, historically, what has the church accomplished in the world? Well, uh, that that you can see in any one city. For limited periods of time, I during don't. during periods I'm of revival, think. you can see it. Yeah, but that's that's these moments. Overall, but it uh, hasn't been lasting in that regard. We're rounded up, yeah, and we're fed the lions. We're thrown into jails. Yeah. Families are split apart. That is the history of the church in the world. So, with that, big thanks to Justin Bond at J Bond Media. <laughs> he is our engineer <laughs> and editor. Year. He makes us sound good. We mm. love we love Justin, and we got a project. Even when we get annoyed. Up. I don't get annoyed with Justin. No, not him. I'm talking about even, he makes us sound good even when we get annoyed. Yeah. Hey, remember the Noid? The Noid? The Pizza Hut. Yeah! Is it the Pizza Hut? Is it it Pizza Hut or was it Domino's? That was Domino's. It was Domino's. The Noid. Domino's. Domino's. Noid. The Noid. All right. Uh, So, yeah, if you need, if you have any audio or visual needs. Can uh, we talk? I think we should talk about our project. Well, I don't think this one's going to fall in the middle of others where we're not going to be talking about it. I still think it's time. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I'm going to let you, sir. Oh, we are coming out. Yes. 
with Doctrine and Devotion Snuggies. Yeah, it buddy. Is they keep you warm in the winter. And we actually made a two-person one. Oh, yeah. So, so actually, what you guys can't see is Joe and I mm-hmm. uh, Snuggie when we do That's these. Right. That's right. Uh, well, now we do because we, we, we got the Snuggies. And then Hang on, wait, wait, at night. wait. Move over. All right. Gotcha. All right, go. All right, good. Um, no, come on, for real. Tell them, tell them. Uh, we ain't got the Snuggies, but now I kind of want one. So. I do. It sounds pretty good, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on, March 11th. Let's tell people. First Doctrine and Devotion Conference, just outside of Chicago in St. Charles, Illinois. Boom! 2017, mm. March 11th, mm. confessional piety. My goodness. You know what? All those suckers that already tuned out and stopped, That's right. they're missing out. That's right. You can't come now. That's right. We don't want your money. Now some of y'all might get an early bird special since you heard this. There is going to be an early bird special, I think. So listen, here's the thing. We're going to do a conference in Chicagoland. In the oh, western suburbs. My goodness. Right here in St. Charles. Let's do it. It's going to happen March 11th. We're going to have Jim, original gangster Renahan. Boom, Dr. Renahan. The doc. The doc is in he's the gonna house. He's going to come in here. He's going to preach three times. He's going to teach three times. I'm going to teach once, and we're going to talk about confessions and how confessions relate to the life of piety oh and godliness. Goodness. It's, uh, it's going to be great. You want to be a part of this. You will be able to register and attend. We're going to have prizes and stuff for people that are there mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna have some gifts uh but and you, actually part of your registration if you're here yep. is what well that's what i, I do want to tell them you're gonna get a custom moleskin journal moleskin kaye journal engraved or printed with some original D artwork that no one has seen yet boom thank you just for peter the conference Vaughan. yeah peter Vaughn. so uh lots of that you know and if you can't make it to the event you'll be able to register and just get the yes. down video download so yes. it's going to be really good we're excited about that man it's gonna be good it's gonna be awesome uh you can follow us uh on instagram and twitter at doc and devo and on facebook slash doctrine and devotion you can head on over to our website doctrine First, you can click on the sign-up page, and there you can go ahead and uh, enter in your email, and you can stay up to date with everything Doctrine and Devotion. Then you can also hit on the Contact Us page, fill out the form, uh, and send us any thoughts, ideas, suggestions, uh, or even prayer requests. You can leave us an honest five-star review on iTunes or whatever your podcast platform platform. <laughs> what is it called? Platform? I'm not listening. I'm doing some Podcast here. provider I've is- tuned out, dude. Thanks, dude. And uh, tell a friend. If this has been beneficial and edifying to you, please let other people know about it. Sharing is caring. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Later. Peace. Peace.